Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks for joining us. I am Mindy Tucker, Tri-Delta's VP of Marketing and Communications and Managing Editor of the award-winning Trident Magazine. As we begin this Fall for Kindness, uh, one aspect of our September is celebrating Childhood Cancer Awareness Month in Tri-Delta. And for more than 70 years, we have been committed to changing the way the world treats and defeats childhood cancer at the local, regional, and international levels. One of our longest-running partnerships and ways we've supported childhood cancer is through our alumni chapters. They, lo- they fundraise for local causes, mostly that are near and dear to their heart, and some of them have been doing it for a really long time. That is what we're going to talk about today. One of our longest-standing partnerships at the local level is in Southern California, where Tri-Delta has supported Children's Hospital of Los Angeles since 1947. Ooh, it's a long time. So I'm so happy to welcome our guest today. Noelle Steele is president of Tri-Delta for CHLA for Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Noelle is an alumna of our Gamma Theta chapter at UC Santa Barbara. I'm so glad to have her on today to talk more about Tri-Delta and CHLA and their incredible work over all the years. So Noelle, welcome and thanks for being with us. Thanks, Mindy. I'm so excited to be here today. Me too. Well, Southern California in the house, you and me, San Diego. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So I want to ask you first to just give us a little bit of a history of CHLA and how Tridelta kind of partners, partnered with them and how we've been raising funds for them kind of for a long time since we started this. Definitely. A very long time. Um, well, I mean, the history of CHLA is really interesting. The hospital was founded in 1901, and it was actually a house in downtown Los Angeles. And the doctor would ride his horse down to the children's hospital. <laughs> Obviously, times have changed, but that's also kind of just an interesting image I've always had in my head, just someone Riding right. a horse downtown. <laughs> um, imagining LA being a place where you would ride your horse into town. That's right. That's, that's dating it a lot. Right. Exactly. So in 1947, um, Tridelta local alumni um, made a donation to the hospital, $1,500, which in today's money, that's a lot of money. That's probably like 20K or so, the equivalent. Um, they made that donation to the hospital's capital improvement fund. The following year was the first Sleigh Bell luncheon. And that event became known as Tridelta's beginning of the holiday season and was our keystone fundraiser um, for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. We committed to supporting oncology and hematology research in uh, 1951 and have since donated over $2 million to the hospital. Currently, our donations now support a summer fellowship program where um, young doctors across the country come into LA and are partnered with physicians at CHLA who are conducting uh, cancer treatment research, are just dedicated to finding a cure for a variety of um, pediatric cancers. And this year, we were excited to announce that our own sister, um, Shannon McCaleck, participated in our summer fellowship that we sponsor um, while she was researching the uh, pediatric the pediatric immune system's response to neuroblastoma tumors, which is a um, adrenal cancer. So it's usually around the kidneys. So first time that our donations have um, sponsored the actual research of a, of a Tri-Delta sister. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't know that connection. Um, I loved hearing that story. There's a lot of connections here. You know, a lot of people know about our work with St. Jude and they know less about our work with these regional um, charities. And But what I always love to point out is um, a lot of these regional hospitals 
take the work from St. Jude and put it into action in their hospitals. So I love that it's an ex- our, ex- our work really extends all over the place. And I love that you guys are training sort of the next generation of doctors and allowing them to do their work at CHLA. Um, I think that's really important. There's so many ways we touch this disease and work to fight it. And I just love hearing the different ways each alumni chapter is kind of digging in on that. It's also really cool if you have not been to the museum, the tri- our um, Ginger Hicks Smith Museum and Archives at Tridelta's executive office, we actually highlight that first donation that we made back in 1947. And it sort of helps us tell the story of how long this commitment's been there for yeah. us to help fight childhood cancer. So thanks for giving us that history lesson and a little <laughs> bit of insight into how this all got started. Um, you mentioned Sleigh Bell. That's actually where I met you a couple of years ago when I had yes. the chance to go to the movie showing up in LA. And I know this event, well, let me stop for a minute and say, if you've never been interviewed by the fake Joan Rivers, <laughs> that's what I experienced. Um, the event was so fun and you guys have really made it such a good time, but I also know it's evolved over the years. So why don't you talk a little bit about sort of how it started and it is your signature event, but how did it start and what does it look like now? Definitely. And fun fact about that, Joan Rivers impersonator, she was actually recognized by Joan Rivers as her favorite impersonator. So she's like the best of the best. She's he quite the character. True to, true to, the, um, to the, the role. Let's just say yes. that. Yes. And she, she was so wonderful, even though we, um, she was a, a paid staff member of our event. She also made a generous donation to, to CHLI afterwards. So she just was so fun to have at the event. But to go back to Slaybell, the um, the luncheon began, like I said, in uh, the first one was held in 1948, and it used to be held at a variety of um, Beverly Hills hotels. Most recently, it was the Beverly Hilton that uh, continually hosted it. This event featured a variety of um, entertainment aspects, uh, fashion shows, the local Citrus uh, Community College their choir is an award-winning um, choir. They would come and sing. There were all sorts of uh, shops, silent auction, opportunity raffles. It was really just the whole shebang. Um, and it was always held on the first Tuesday of December, um, which, you know, as you know, became Sleigh Bell Day. This event at its peak held, would bring thousands of uh, people just decked out the Beverly Hilton at max capacity. And so as this event evolved, you know, I was talking with my uh, board about this recently. It Hosting these sorts of luncheons and galas are very, very labor intensive and they're very, very expensive, especially when you're in cities like Beverly Hills or even just the Los Angeles metro region. It became less, for example, the fashion show component became no longer financially viable to host. Back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, companies would send their clothes for free and participate in these charitable uh, functions because it was a mutually beneficial experience. Um, back when you got a catalog and you um, ordered clothes through the mail, um, now companies are, they no longer host these sorts of fashion shows. We are all, we all order clothes online, even pre-COVID. And so that's just one example of how Slaybell evolved and in a way to a little bit more financially um, let's say financial cost effective. Well, at the end of the day, we all want the money to go to the, we want the money to go to the charity or the hospital. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, some of these galas in the Los Angeles area can have upfront costs up to 50 K and that's just, that's crazy. (laughs) We want that money to go to children's hospital. Um, So we, that's when we started doing the movie premiere event um, in Hollywood. Uh, We were able to get 
we were able to get movies donated uh, low cost or for free. And we would um, have our silent auction there and watch our movies together. Even since then, we've had um, other smaller Slay Bell events where we've gotten together at local wineries, breweries, and also our partnership with EO at the lead event in Anaheim was really fun. And first time we've done something like that. That's right. That's right. You guys were um, networking for a cause yes. Uh, yes. beneficiary at Lead in Anaheim last year. That's right. Yes. That was so fun. That <laughs> was fun. So I love that you guys like that's it's funny because you're talking about changes in the world and how you've already evolved. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You remind me again, you said it's up to $2 million now that's been donated to. Correct. Correct. Yes. That's Since our, our founding. That is a lot. And when you factor in the worth of a dollar back in, um, 19, the 1950s, it's, it's, it's really added up. <laughs> right, right. So I want to shift and talk a little bit about how, with this latest change in the world, how you guys shifted to virtual events. Because I, I watched it from afar. I've been watching what you guys are doing and get the invitations. I can't always get to everything. But um, it looked like you've done some really fun things. First of all, what challenges did you kind of face in making the adjustment to, to still raise the money but do it virtually? Yeah. I mean, at first it was pretty scary. We had no idea what sort of reception or participation we would get. Um, you know, I'm not a marketing professional such as yourself, but when I, my experience with marketing is I always feel like I'm shouting into the void and no one is listening to me. <laughs> um, I feel like but, that sometimes too, don't worry. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, so we were really, and I mean, going back to our board, we are, um, we are a group of women who work in a variety of professional capacities. Um, None of us really work in the nonprofit world. We have a few people with marketing experience. This was all virtual events. This was all very new to our our group. So um, we took a chance on our wine and paint night trying to keep it small, we were uh, our, decided our target audience was going to be Tri-Deltas. And we were specifically trying to reach um, young and recent alumni. And we were able to um, successfully have about 45 women join us. Over half of the women who joined us were first-time donors and, um, and had never really participated in Tri-Delta for CHLA, uh, Slay Bell, or even had um, heard of it before. So we definitely had to take a step back and utilize our existing marketing streams through MailChimp, Instagram, Facebook, and um, you know, most importantly, just word of mouth. Um, that's how we've found is our, our most successful tool that we have is all of our board members' networks. And talk about the event. What did you guys do with the event? Yeah, we had... Um, I am a little bit of a crafter. So I have been doing this little Tri-Delta watercolor doodle since I was in undergrad. It's just three girls with the Tri-Deltas on the back of their shirt. And I saw the picture on Instagram ages ago. I wish I could credit it who actually did it, but there is no credit. So I led a wine and paint night. We all got together and I walked everyone through the steps. The drawing looks a little intimidating, but it's actually really easy. And we just did it over Zoom. So the event was uh, low cost. The only thing that we needed to buy individually was our wine, really. And the drawing was able to be done with supplies that people have in their homes. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to see everyone since it's, it's been a long time since we've been able to see our alumni, um, friends and, and family across, across LA. Right. Wow. But 45 people, that's a good, I mean, for a virtual event like that, and you were charging a little bit, what was your cost? We had a $5 minimum donation as a way to make it accessible to everyone. And a lot of people were able to uh, donate a little bit more. So we were able to raise about $1,000 from, from that event. And it was, um, 
it cost us nothing to put it on. So I love it. The virtual events is sometimes they're way cheaper than in person. Yes. Um, I love that. It sounds like you guys have made that shift, made that work. And I know as part of this, you've probably taken a step back and looked at your whole strategic plan. Like, okay, how do we do do this going forward? We can't have Sleigh Bell anytime soon. What, What was that planning process like? What have you sort of figured out moving forward as you look strategically at the next few months and what you guys are going to do and how you're going to raise money? Yeah, at the beginning of quarantine, that was our big, um, I mean, because there was nothing to go do. So it was kind of an outlet to be creative and productive, knowing that we can't have events right now and we are facing an unknown future, but this is something that we can do that will lead us into the next year, the next five years or so. So as a group, our existing board members kind of sat down and we really wanted to return to our mission and our purpose statement. And we tweaked them a little bit just to modernize it. You know, Tridelta for CHLA is dedicated to finding cancer treatments of the future. And we were able to set some tangible goals for the remainder of the year, how much money we wanted to raise, how many events we want to hold, and most importantly, how we wanted to recruit new members. Um, Just because this is a really challenging time. I, I know our undergraduates are struggling with this as well, recruiting people via Zoom, it's wearing masks. It's it's just a it's weird. Um, so we wanted to um, we wanted to onboard some new members who were willing to take up this challenge alongside of us. And I'm happy to say that in August we onboarded um, five new members who are going to specialize in uh, membership responsibilities, virtual events, um, fundraising. So taking that time to step back and plan, I think, was. Uh, the key to our success for the virtual wine and paint night and for our, um, our future events moving forward. So let's talk about your future events. I know you have a big thing coming up, a couple of days where you're focused on like an, a, a virtual day of giving, right? So tell yes. us a little bit about that and when that is. Sure. Our virtual day of giving is going to be on September 17th and 18th. We're, um, we're kicking off on the 17th at 6 p.m. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on all of our social media channels. We're going to be... We're trying something new. We're going to be hosting some Instagram and Facebook live events and uh, hosting them. Our board, our board members will be hosting them throughout the day, doing a variety of updates just on how much progress our fundraising has been made, but also just showing us a glimpse of their um, day-to-day life. So we have an interview with Shannon, who I mentioned earlier, um, talking about her experience with CHLA. We have a happy hour where um, my roommate Kat's going to be making a cocktail. Um, we've got uh, our our board member Sarah is going to be doing a midday stretch. Just uh, you know, sitting at home on your desk all day is not good for your back. So that that'll be a fun one to tune in. And we're just going to be giving updates on how much money we've raised and encouraging everyone to donate uh, as we go along. And we're going to close out the event with um, another happy hour on the 18th and announce the two winners of our um, fundraiser, the individual who was able to fundraise the most money, and then the individual who was who had the most donors. So we're really trying to focus on uh, the value of small donations and, uh, you know, five to $10 yeah. range. That's just as valuable to us. Um, it's going to the same place. And we want to encourage everyone to participate regardless of their means. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm so excited for everything you guys have going on. It just sounds so fun. It sounds like you've made this virtual shift so smoothly. What piece of advice would you have for other alumni chapters who are trying to figure out this shift? We have so many hospitals and charities across the country that benefit from our alumni chapters and their hard work. Others that are having a harder time making the shift, what would your advice be for them? Yeah, our advi- my advice would probably just be just to start small and 
with a narrow audience and see how it goes and, and, you know, take your time to see what works and what doesn't work. Um, like I said earlier, that virtual wine and paint night, while we had a variety of participants, I think that the reason for our success was trying to target it very specifically. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of nonprofits in general struggle with is they say, who's your audience? And people say everyone, but it's really hard to reach everyone. <laughs> so trying to keep it, um, keep it small is, is always a good, um, a good approach we, our group has taken. My second piece of advice for, um, for virtual events is to really focus on developing content and um, developing a purpose for your virtual event. I'm sure that so many of us have been on these virtual work happy hours where it's 12 people in boxes and everyone's kind of just shouting at each other. And those can be kind of stressful. So what I recommend is developing a plan for the event and documenting who's going to speak, who's going to present, probably even doing a run through and making it really clear of when participants are um, are supposed to participate and when they're supposed to be quiet and just going in with a plan instead of um, instead of having this kind of be a free-for-all. We think that there's a lot of opportunity to be really creative as the holidays come up, especially as um, Halloween and Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas are going to look a lot different this year. So there's lots of ways we can theme and, and get creative as the year finishes up. Those are great thoughts and great tips for our listeners. Thank you for that. Thanks. So you mentioned Facebook and um, lots of Instagram or social media handles. We will make sure those are in the information about the podcast so people can check out what you're doing and get in touch with you if they have questions. Um, I so appreciate you coming and joining us today and sharing what you guys have been doing. I'm really proud of the work that you guys have done. And I know all of Tri-Delta is proud that, you know, our, our sort of legacy of the fight against children's cancer really started in, before us did. And um, it's just amazing to see what it's blown up into and how much work we do across the world for changing the way the world treats and defeats childhood cancer. And so thanks for being a part of that and growing it in Southern California um, and bringing you to our sisterhood, Noelle. Thanks, Mindy. And we really appreciate your know, support of our group. It's it's really meant the world to us these past couple of years. And we so appreciate getting to talk with you guys and, and bounce ideas off of each other like we did here. Excellent. All of our thanks to Noelle for being with us today. I know our listeners have been inspired and learned a lot from what she brought to the table today. We also hope our members and all of their families are safe during this fall for kindness. Stay tuned for more exciting events and programs throughout the fall celebrations coming your way, including a virtual international Founders Day celebration on November 8th. You can find out more always about what's going on on our website, tridelta.org. We're also bringing back our wildly popular Three For You series that everybody loves, where you get to hear from Tridelta experts on three tips they have for addressing something that we're all facing at some point in time. The The topics have been varied and so helpful. And if you have an idea on something you'd like to hear about, definitely email us at podcast at trideltaeo.org. Please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We love those five-star ratings. Thanks for talking Tridelta with us today. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you.